Hey everyone, welcome to Founders 365. It's me, Stephen Haggerty, and today we have Dr. Sanjeev Mahta. I hope I'm saying that's wrong, right, even. And here's the founder of Sush Lip Talent Limited, which is a tech recruitment firm. Uh, thank you for being on the, on the show. How are you doing? Uh, you're most welcome, Stephen. I'm all right. Thank you. Thank you for having me. No, thank you. Sorry for the rubbish pronunciation. I know we just practiced it before. But <laughs> it is what yeah. it is. So True. tell me, you know, my first question to all my guests is literally, what is it you do? How did you get there? And like, what's going on in your world? So what okay. is it you do? I think that's everything you need to know. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That no, that. <laughs> okay. So I am the founder of Sush Talent Limited, which is a tech recruitment firm. And uh, I think to, to get to know about uh, how I came about. So I'll give you some of, some of the background about my journey, my life journey. So I am originally from India and I came to the UK 10 years back, became a British citizen. But I have always been a finance and accounting student. Okay. okay. So I am a professional accountant and I did PhD in finance. So that's why the job title doctor yeah and uh, i was very keen when i was young i was very keen to work uh, within the banking or financial sector okay so i uh, started working in banks so i worked with uh, you know uh, major banks uh, in india mm -hmm. and uh, I, I was the branch manager i was in private banking i was in wealth management and then i went to dubai to work with city banking with uh, with them in private banking department and I worked there for three years and then I moved to the UK in 2010, 2009, 10, okay, October 2010, it was, yep. So I came to the UK and then I, because of my experience within private banking world and uh, because of my experience with the higher net worth client within offshore private banking, mm -hmm. I was picked up by Lloyd's private bank. And then I was, uh, I worked with them uh, for three and a half years in Jersey. Okay. So I didn't work in the mainland UK. I worked in Jersey for them because yeah. of my offshore experience. And then I went to, to work with a Swiss private bank, EFG private bank for some time. And before I decided that, okay, I'm moving out of the <laughs> banking sector, private banking sector. Yeah. And I'm going to go into the IT sector. Okay. okay? So uh, when I moved to the IT sector, the first job I did was in the uh, in the IT uh, outsourcing company. Right. And uh, I helped them set up and help them manage their clients and that kind of thing. So this and is where then, it all began. Yeah, this is how it began five years back. Yeah. yeah so I moved to the IT sector as such. Yeah. And uh, I went to the Isle of Man, if you know where it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I went to the Isle of Man and worked there for two years nearly and oh, wow. then set up the IT subsidiary and uh, IT outsourcing company. And then after that, I moved to the tech recruitment as a uh, as a kind of extension to that what I was doing. Mm -hmm. So I have been to the uh, TV interviews. I have done some radio interviews and uh, mag business magazine newspapers and talking about IT outsourcing and why do we need to do it? Mm -hmm. why as a uh, why there is a it skill shortage in the uk and what can you do about it and how long this process of bringing new talent uh, takes yeah. and then what could be done uh, to bridge the gap mm -hmm. yeah. 
and uh, i spoke to uh, you know manx tv and uh, about brexit when it happened in 2016 all that time ago yeah <laughs> not a long ago and uh, talked about uh, how it industry will get impacted and whether there would be some kind of positives coming out of brexit for the uh, it companies who are primarily or predominantly indian or yeah. owned by indian entities or uh, have got indian professionals so that kind of stuff i did and then i moved back to the uk and uh, when i when i was moving back to the uk instead of moving back to london and mm -hmm. i stayed in london before when i came to the uk 2000 in 2010 i came to london uh, kind of that was the hub so i went yeah. there as a, as a first port of uh, my move from dubai to london but when i was coming back from the isle of man and deciding on the place to go so i didn't move to london okay so i moved to birmingham yeah yeah just because i don't like the hectic lifestyle of london anymore and you know it's getting more like that now though it is getting busier yeah it's it's very busy and yeah. when you are in you know i worked in banking sector so you know going to canary wharf yeah the and and uh, you know and central london and uh, yeah so it was crazy when you know uh, it's really busy crazy mm. busy yeah, yeah. yeah so i was thinking why do i need to go back to the lifestyle mm. that busy lifestyle after living in jersey and isle of man kind of very calm yeah. quiet places no rush different no lifestyle rush. different lifestyle different lifestyle so i yeah. thought birmingham would be a good fit because you can still travel in your own car you know you don't have to take a train tube if yeah. you want to go around meet people that kind of thing so when so, you so when you started the business were you still working for the banks? Oh, no, for the IT. Sorry, the no. IT I was still working in the IT sector. Yeah, so there was a little bit of crossover between. I switched. Uh, yeah, I switched uh, uh, when I moved from the Isle of Man. So yeah. I moved to found, you know, to to start uh, this uh, tech recruitment business, yeah. and also the IT outsourcing company. Mm. Uh, specializing into different skill set and just yeah. providing the resources how so, did you how uh, did you find that how did you get find from going from you know being employed uh working with a big like the biggest corporate companies out there basically yeah. to starting your own your own business and and your own vision how did that how did that come across how did that feel it is scary you know because, you know you have the comfort and you know you have and i have always worked with very big names so yeah. you know when i was working in india i was working for the biggest banks when i was working with, in dubai i was working with city bank you can't mm. get any better brand than that because yeah. it's an american bank they are in in dubai for you know one of the longest period of any international bank being there yeah. so very reputed name and when i worked with lloyds in jersey so again very reputed very you know trusted name in the mm -hmm. in the british market or in the uk market so i think going on your own and uh, uh, started working for yourself and founding the idea and founding what business you are going to do is is very challenging and very mm -hmm. scary but at the same time it brings your own, its own rewards you know yeah. so when you are working in uh, for whether it is banks or whether you are working for some company or any sector when you are working for someone it is always a different feeling as compared to your own business you know yeah. so there is no limit of what uh, i can do or what business volume i can do what yeah. profit i can make how many limits i can have uh, as compared to you know when you are working for someone that mm. kind of thing. just challenging but at the same time i think it's very rewarding in the long run yeah what was the thought process you went through to 
make the decision to do that make the decision to start your own your own business i think when i was working you know i learned quite a bit from the from the entire uh, my experience working with the banks yeah. so it was all about maintaining the uh, client relationships at the highest level yeah so i was dealing with when i was working uh, uh, for lloyds for example i was dealing with uh, you know uh, biggest uh, investors yeah mm. so people who have lot of money to invest because that's why they will go to jersey to invest offshore yeah otherwise there is no need if you don't have enough money <laughs> so i was dealing with very high high profile clients and all yeah. of my clients were uh, uh, british clients or or i did work for some time uh, during that period for swiss clients as well handling swiss clients but it was mostly the british clients so i was thinking if if you can you know work with british clients while representing lords of course then you do have the skills to maintain those relationships yeah. and it's all about relationships in this world isn't it yeah. so particularly if you are going to uh, do your own business then you are dealing with the you know high high profile clients mm-hmm. who need resources and then you are going to give them a presentation about your services and you're going to meet up with them you are going to create that trust you are going to create that bonding and create that relationship yeah to so that they can trust you to give the business mm-hmm. so i think i had that confidence that you know uh, i can do it and mm-hmm. you know when i was doing it for anyone else it was going out yeah you, you had the knowledge you know the confidence within i think that's one of the most important things when people are thinking especially in that position where you know you were working with the big banks big businesses big companies big names uh i'm sure you had a very nice salary to match yeah. those big names uh yeah. and that's one of the things you have to think about when you you have to have the confidence within yourself to walk away from that you know yeah. to walk, be able to ha- be able to walk away and knowing that is the right decision for whatever your situation is yeah true and at, at that time i was thinking you know of course the salary leaving your salary is not a any easy decision for anyone and that no. my type of level where i was <laughs> it was a six figure salary so it's it's not a small amount to leave you know yeah and uh, but i had the confidence that you know within uh, uh, it might because i reached that level mm. of uh, when i was a director with the swiss private bank i reached that level after 20 years of working whether it was in india in dubai in jersey that doesn't matter i reached that level of commanding that salary Mm. After you know, twenty years of my work, and that's twenty years of constant hard work as well. Yeah, yeah, and you have to really study hard. You have to really yeah. act smart. You have, you have really have to be on the top of everything, every mm. news, every you know, uh, uh, you know the kind of uh, money yeah. you invest for clients. So you need to know what is going to impact you know the yeah. in the in- entire world. What is responsibility? So you have it's a it has a massive responsibility to act in the interest of the client and that. those kind of things mm. so i was uh, you know aware of that that when i'm leaving that kind of salary i wouldn't be able to make that kind of money from the business in day, from day one it's not possible yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> we hope but it's, it's let's yeah. be a little bit realistic there, you know i did uh, i reached that level after 20 years to yeah. command that kind of salary and mm. bonus and everything else so i knew that from the day one it won't yeah. be as uh you know it's not that i would be start making that kind of money on a month to month basis from the day yeah. one i was aware of that but i also knew that it won't take long 
to go to those level go back yeah, to those it's levels. not going to take you another 20 years yeah it's not going to take you another 20 years it will yeah. be much shorter because you know you have learned so many things mm -hmm. and you you are much wiser and also when you are doing the business it just takes few good clients to make that kind of money or make make that kind of uh, business yeah yeah so i was aware of that so i you know it it is challenging to to think about it but yes if you have the confidence in your abilities and you know what you're doing and your business model is strong you have a plan you know how you are going to go uh, about getting those clients how you're going to get those relationships and then what what business is it you know yeah. of course that also matters you know mm. and uh, it sector is a very growing sector we all know that right. a lot of skill shortage in the uk so yeah. there is a huge demand for uh, it professionals at a very mm. senior level and uh, i was lucky to have uh, you know ma made those relationships already at a you know uh, in different companies yeah so you're, you're one step ahead to... yeah it's uh, th and those relationships are what is is the new foundation of your business you know? yeah exactly you spent the last 5 10 15 20 years building them up doing yeah. the hard work because that's one of the hardest things sometimes building that relationship up uh, yeah. what when you first started out you've been going three years now right yeah yeah so as a founder as a founder yeah. yeah so for the last couple of years what have you seen has been the biggest difference in you as a founder uh running a business versus taking a six-figure salary home and living the good life i think the biggest is that you know uh, i have when i was working uh that kind of feeling used to happen maybe after six months after you know something like that after six months one year you feel that kind of rush that you are doing something really really important yeah yeah but when you're doing your business that rush could be every week mm. okay. so when you close a deal when you when you place a person when you're speaking to a person who is going to get you know a six figure salary and he has gone through you uh, to the you know uh, to the to the company to work yeah. for you know it's a very it, you get that high of achieving something very quickly as compared to getting a bonus every year yeah put it that way yeah. so that that high of uh, uh, of uh, achieving something or feeling of achievement is uh, i think very quick mm. or it could be quicker uh, as compared to you know uh, salary or as compared to job but yeah. of course uh, uh, you know the apart from the the just looking at the financial angle uh it is also important to keep in mind that you know it offers you a lot of responsibility at the same time flexibility mm. yeah so when you are, when i work with people sometimes i feel that i am responsible to give them business i am responsible okay. to give them you know uh you know money enough money to to make their own lives yeah. that kind yeah. of thing so it gives you some kind of responsibility and people place a lot of trust in us in terms of finding the right people and not wasting time and not you know uh sending a lot of cvs or a lot of candidates yeah. who are who are not relevant or who don't specialist skills such a such a busy industry already yeah and and when we and we are working with the highest possible level of uh, uh you know uh, of somebody who is at a at a career graph of you know he is a cto yeah. he is an architect he is working at a very high level mm -hmm. so those people uh, appreciate your time but at yeah. the same time they also want to be appreciated for their time yeah. so when they want to speak to the company it has to be the right company it has to be the right fit 
culture wise before they everybody invest their own time so we bring that expertise uh, you know uh, to the table that when we are dealing with the candidate we are very professional uh, you know and we ensure that you know we understand their needs and when we are speaking to the companies we ensure that we understand what kind of person would fit into their existing structure mm. and uh, that kind of uh, fitment exercise is very important which we do yeah how are you um so i actually ran my own recruitment company a couple of years ago as well so you know the recruitment industry is quite known to me how are you how do you handle the busyness of the recruitment industry it's one of the fast it, it, every other day you think of people starting their own recruitment company how do you handle that how do you handle make yourself heard in such a huge market especially it recruitment so a big big market in the uk i think it it all boils down to to the relationships you are building you know mm. it's not yeah. one day's job of course it is not you know if you say it's a, just a transaction it's not it's all about relationship so i have built relationships to, with the with the founders you know other founders who are yeah. starting on their journey and they are you know starting up with their companies and they need people to to uh, turn their ideas into reality that kind of thing in in terms of the tech businesses so i think uh, i don't uh, per- personally because i came from private banking background mm. so i bring that uh, mindset that client relationship is more important than the transaction yeah you know the transactions could happen you know that yeah. that's not important that you can find a person later on if their client relationship exists you would get more and more orders 100% so, about, and, and one of my mentors told me eight years ago it's about uh, you, you want to be transformational tra- not transactional exactly as soon exactly. as you're transactional it's a short term thing it's a one off yeah. you know yeah. done done deal when you're transfer when you're transformational especially where you're putting in people into people's businesses it does have that power to propel them to get them to that next stage get them to um you know smashing their goals all these other benefits that a lot of people from the outside looking in were probably going to think it's quite a transactional sort of business you know oh you need to hire someone use this company you get them hired done where it's not like that at all is it no 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 it's not so for, for example you know i give you an example of how uh, differentiate uh, you know how we differentiate ourselves i have met with all kind of clients over this period of time and you know all kind of possible uh, interactions some people saying you know oh you know you guys uh, or recruitment industry as a whole mm. they uh, they don't really deliver and tech industry particularly tech recruitment is very specialist so yeah. you have to understand what exactly is required you know uh, before you can go out in the market and find the right person you need to know what is right you know you can't find it's not a very simple job to find the right person if you don't know yourself what exactly right look like looks like yeah so i have placed like uh, you know i'm quite a big network uh, i have got a good good network of on linkedin as well and uh, i've got 7000 plus followers and i was checking you have got 16000 plus or something <laughs> isn't it so I'm 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 <laughs> so i don't meet uh, many people who have got better network than me <laughs> that's good good achievement on your uh, you know you. on your side so you know the these uh, you know uh, i have got some recommendations on my linkedin profile and i don't ask everyone to give the recommendation because then it be- it becomes too many you know yeah. so it's like everyone is giving recommendation who gets placed by us that's yeah. not the point isn't it 
So, uh, you know, one of the client uh, was struggling to find a very junior uh, Python developer. Yeah. And mm -hmm. they've got a company based uh, not in the city, not in Birmingham. So it's a little bit far from Birmingham. Yeah. So when you are a little bit far from the city or, or, you know, half an hour, 45 minutes from the city, actually, you would have less people interested in joining you because yeah. of the travel. Yeah. yeah. And and you are a small company. It's not it's not a massive company as well. So it's not that you know everybody knows their name. It's not like that. So they they have got a team of maybe 15, 20 people, 30 mm -hmm. people now, but they are not you know world renowned uh, you know company wherein everybody want to work. So they were struggling to find the developer through other recruitment agencies. I met the guy, and uh, in a in a in a in an event, and he said uh, you know. Um, you know, there is no. We we don't really get enough uh, through recruitment in recruiters like you know tech recruiters, and uh, they have not got the good experience. I said, don't worry about that. Tell me what you need, and we will change that. And we actually did. Yeah. So we sent him only five, six very selected candidates, and he was really impressed with the everyone. So he spoke to all five or six, and he selected one, and he asked him to join, and he joined. So he was saying, you know, I he gave the recommendation on LinkedIn and saying that, you know, other people, they took three to six months to to give me the candidates. And that also sometimes one, sometimes two. And you promised me that, you know, you will send the candidates within a week. We, we did that. So and within a week, he was on to the interview stage, you know, with the candidates and then second interview in yeah. two weeks. Time, and within third week, fourth week the person was able to offer, you know, he got the offer. So mm -hmm. I think I, I bring that mentality of having that client relationships at the forefront. Yeah. What exactly is needed, you know? So what exactly is needed? If they need quickly, if they need somebody to join in two days time, I can do it. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what skill set you need. If you say, you know, the, if my clients need the person project manager, for example, they need it within a week, I can arrange it. Yeah. You go to big recruitment agency, they can't. How much time do you think your life would be right now if you didn't have the knowledge and the experience of building relationships? I think without that, this business, I would not be able, if I would not have been doing this business because- Or you'd be struggling a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so i wouldn't be doing a good job then yeah one of the things you said to me which um on 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 your little pre-form so i always send my guests a little pre-form so i get some information about them but you said um about the goals you know about having uh the the long-term vision is is just as important as the short-term goals uh and i completely agree um and the way, the reason i agree is because you use the word vision Right. And I think this is where a lot of people go wrong. And I'd be really interested to hear your thoughts on this, where people go and they go, what's your five year goal? And a goal is something a little bit more um, in place, a little bit more cemented and, and realistic. Whereas a vision is something a little bit more blue sky, a little bit more up there. And yeah. when you when you combine that way around, like you said, having a long term vision with a short term goal, personally that's how i work with all my clients and I, I see the greatest success rate from that um but have you always thought like that or is this something that has been developed even more over time since you started the business i think the basics of this philosophy was there in the my earlier banking days private yeah. banking days because as a private banker 
when you go and meet up with the uh, people who have got a lot of money to invest okay they are not going to trust with trust you uh, with a with a 5 million pound check they yeah. won't they will want to start with let's say okay invest my 100000 pound they will test you and let's see they will test you yeah so that's how you you know and people sometimes who were who were looking for short term goals they'll say oh he has invested only quarter million pounds is not good Mm. and i will say not good is it's it's not the right approach he is just testing us yeah. so he's just testing our skills he's testing the processes he's testing the efficiency of the processes and then if he trust us then we could be managing his own money which we don't know what it is mm. it could be 5 million it could be 10 million as well yeah. so it's like you know from you know it could be 100 times than what he has initially invested or it could be 10 times we don't know so that philosophy of having a longer term vision uh for the for the client of course and also for the for the uh for the relationship is mm. very important so in my business you know i don't uh just focus on saying let's do this transaction this month or let's get that figure done and job done it's not like that so of course we need to focus on long short term goals to you know ach- keep achieving the revenue we want to achieve but at the same time having that longer term vision that we want to focus on having five new clients every year yeah. so that five new clients is not specific to what would be the transaction what mm. would be the short term revenue from it it's just a number saying if i want to add five more clients this year how do i do that yeah. and if i want to do that how many relationships i need to build and how many successful people i need to meet up, meet up yeah. and who are in the right place to hire and how often are you checking in on that how often are you creating these visions and these goals for yourself in the business i think every 6 uh, months i review where we are as a company where we are going and yeah. how many clients have we actually able to establish and how many more in the pipeline but i think every month i do check where we are yeah. so every 6 month i sit down and say yeah where we are how many presentations have we done how many clients have we acquired how many placements have we done yeah. and what new relationships have we formed which are going to generate returns for us within the let's say next 5 years 7 years 10 years mm-hmm. so relationships like and and also i always keep in mind that you know it is not about how small the client is as of now so i have met yeah. a company who is uh, giving you an example of one of our client they have got a team of 100 developers roughly 100 developers in um, in oxford and they have been in existence for uh, 20 years nearly very established name very established uh, you know processes they work with the government and uh, and they also do very large uh, council projects public sector projects private sector projects they do that and we got involved with them by supplying a very small junior uh, person mm. to start with but now i see that relationship growing not in the one year they have been in the business for 20 years yeah. so if i manage the relationship well i have the vision that i would be working with them for the next 10 years isn't exactly. it yeah. because they are not going anywhere the only thing i can you know they would always need more people more developers because they are growing company and they they are not like they are growing like from 1 to 10 and then 10 to 1 yeah. not like that they are growing steadily over a period of time they would hire 5 10 people this year they would hire another 5 10 people next year who knows mm-hmm. so but that relationship building or having a mindset that it's not just one transaction i'm looking at i'm looking at building that relationship so that we be, we are there 
even after 10 years working with the same company. Yeah. And do, that, you, do you use that thinking in other areas of your life as well? I think a little bit. Yeah. Professionally, I think more or less, uh, you know, when you're working for yourself, when you're a founder, mm. most of your time or energy gets absorbed into your professional life, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> now that you can't create it's a tricky one sometimes to manage. Yeah. So I, I think uh, personal life wise, uh, yeah, a little bit that thinking does go in there in that, uh, you know, uh, in the personal areas as well. Yeah. So it brings me nicely on to where do you want to take your business? Where do you want this to go? And how have you figured that out? I haven't really figured that out yet. I wouldn't say I've got a perfect picture of what, you know, uh, where this can go. But this can go, uh, you know, in the next, uh, let's say, few years itself. It could ex expand a lot, exponentially, mm -hmm. I will say. Uh, we, uh, you know, we got impaneled on the UK public sector platform uh, last year. Okay. I have been working with them for some time now. But as our company, as a founder of my own company, so we got enrolled on that panel only last year. Fantastic. And, yeah, which is a big deal. You know, yeah. of course, the UK government has got a lot of uh, uh, stress on uh, involving small businesses apart from just giving the business to the big, you know, big yeah. company and then it's forgetting about it. So they've got a lot of focus on uh, involving SMEs because uh, smaller companies like us, they bring a very unique or, or very different approach to, to uh, what we do. So if they are looking for a program delivery manager, okay, yeah. or the biggest companies will go to their own circle and give mm -hmm. them the same similar person or same yeah. person. Yeah? yeah. But with smaller companies, we would go out in the market and we might be able to find a person who has got a very different, unique and very suitable experience. Yeah. And that might be, that might act as a, uh, you know, as a play, uh, as a person who can change the thinking of the department if it goes in. You're a small business, which means you're allowed, you you have much more flexibility in how you work and how yeah. you find candidates. Whereas yeah. if you take, you know, uh, Michael Page, for example, huge, huge recruitment business. They're, the first thing any recruiter is going to do there is just look at the database. Like you said, yeah. look, at this, exactly. look at the same people. Whereas yeah. you're you're taking much more of the um, almost a traditional headhunter approach. Yeah. You're going yeah. out, finding these people, you're conversing with these people and discovering what they want as a candidate. So, you know, are they happy in their job, or et cetera, et cetera, and pairing it that way, which is so much better. Yeah. And and also, you know, the innovation in the tech sector is is a very much a, a game of mind, isn't it? Mm. So your experience is very important, but at the same time, you're thinking about what is going to come next. Yeah, is very important as yeah. well. So people who have got that innovative mind and they can conceive ideas, they can think about using artificial artificial intelligence, machine learning, or linking different uh, IT sectors together, they could actually deliver the projects in much efficient way. Yeah. Rather than a person who is coming from the same background, he has always worked on those systems. He only did, only knows those systems. Yeah, it's those systems. That's it. So yeah. he has not used any any other innovative approach. So when we are bringing fresh people, fresh talent to to the table, so those people are sometimes really really have got uh, innovative ideas to to do stuff. Yeah, or, or get things done. Amazing. 
And for you, in it, for you as a founder, uh, what made you want to carry on? What made you want to keep growing this business rather than get into that stage where you're, you know, you you could probably be quite comfortable at a certain level, and you know, have your have your current clients give you certain amount of income per year or certain amounts of business per year. What's the desire for you to make this grow even more? What's that? Where does that come from? I think the you know the if I was uh, I would have been happy about uh, the income side of it. It's not the only only criteria. I think yeah, the of income side of it. I was earning enough. I was I could have carried up you know carried on with my life uh, doing yeah. that same stuff, and I would have been comfortable. But mm. it's not about being comfortable. It's about maybe that that feeling of knowing that you could actually do much more. Yeah. you know there is no limit you know so if you are you know within the private banking sector also uh, there are you know very few people who are actually in the top you know cream of the world in terms of the private banking yeah. they might be huge amount but most of the average people have got a limit right mm-hmm. when you're working for for banks you know you uh, they there are lot many regulations in the banking sector you know you are not allowed to go crazy on the bonuses or commissions and things like that yeah. so there is always a limit on how much can you earn mm. so in the business that limit is not there sure yeah you could be earning anything you know mm-hmm. so it, it that feeling of knowing that today you could be earning less fine you could be earning similar to what you have been earning fine but in few years time or in the coming time you don't know what you could actually land at so yeah. you could be actually uh, earning multiples of uh, of that income mm-hmm. so that is a, a, i think is a very important point to to keep in mind that yeah. this is could become anything you know yeah. every business has the possibility and uh, you know of course we are not saying that you know we would get listed on uh, on the stock exchange or things like that yeah, but, why not? But, but you know it's possible that's the thing you know yeah. yeah end of the day point is that there's no limit so no. you set your own limit of how much uh, income you want to have and uh, the other thing which is important to keep in mind is the flexibility mm. for example giving an example of uh, i have been working for the last when i said 20 years or so in the private banking i have never taken more than two weeks holidays at a stretch wow ever, ever right because yeah. you know that's the norm right so if you Probably. work corporate uh, you know uh, within corporate sector yeah. you go for two weeks annual holiday and that's it yeah so this year was the first year i took six weeks off how did that feel yeah great so i i was working in a way that you know i was still looking at what's going on in terms of yeah. what how we are doing as a business i was still supporting my team but i was not working full time so it was mm-hmm. like you know i was in india for few weeks you know in terms of traveling within india and then we went to maldives for a week wow. so that kind of uh, lifestyle or that kind of uh, thinking flexibility yeah is never going to come from the job that that's what my feeling is that you know you are yeah. always think, thinking like okay you know two weeks holiday where are you going you're going home home is india so you go home you come back that's all But yeah not much changes I, either right you, you like yeah. you, you reset but then the moment you're back everything's back to normal uh, yeah i think one of the things you just said in terms of the the mindset of a founder is that is the fact that 
there's no limitations of what you can do yeah. and when you're doing your own thing or you're focusing on your own business it's it's that that you have to hang on to a lot of the time you know in, in those in the times when things aren't going so great you've really got to hang on which will always happen you know exactly. when you start 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 of course you are not going to make that income because you mm. you have started but at the same time you have to go through that you have yes. to face that challenge and you have to come to that thinking that you know yes it is difficult at the time yeah. at the moment it's going to change exactly. you will have that you know you have to have that confidence that things will change for better and you will have that income or maybe money many many more times why do you think why do you think that a lot of founders have that resilience within them what is it that creates that i think without having that mindset without having that uh, challenging uh, attitude towards the challenges mm. you don't set up the business yeah you don't because then you are comfortable in your job and then you are doing your own stuff and you are happy with it because if you have that mindset only then you go your thinking goes towards oh how do i if i you know set up my own business how will that look like yeah you don't get that if you're not you know have that mindset itself yeah because that, that's that's the one word that starts everything off it's the how how do i make my life better how do i make my business better how do yeah. i employ more people how do i get more business how much how do i make my clients happier uh, and i think founders and entrepreneurs and even you know ceos as well to an extent depending on the business and sort of how they got there but they have that sort of natural ambition to question the how to question yeah. okay this is what i want but i'm really going to figure out how the how becomes a reality because yep. i think there's a lot of there's a lot of people out there that that question the how but they yep. never figure out how to make the how a reality yeah and one of the example i you know i always keep in mind that you know it, the being the founder of the your own business brings its own rewards okay mm. it's not about the money it's not about you know even the flexibility it's about it brings its own rewards in a way for example in my uh, my highest achievement i went to number 10 yeah if i would have been working for banks that would not have been possible forever no forever you know so when i founded the idea when i was uh, i was part of the business delegation and we went to meet up with the prime minister's special advisor we went to number 10 it was one of the you know one of the big achievement i feel i have achieved yeah. by yeah. being there meeting up with all the you know very important people who were with us in the business delegation and uh, meeting up and discussing with them about how the tech industry is shaping up how brexit mm. will impact how the tech sector as a whole is shaping up how the indian it companies are shaping up so it's not you know that kind of achievement you can't put a money on it no you know how much money would you give to get that kind of experience that kind of thing you know i i you know i i wouldn't i would not have dreamed that yeah. this this thing could have been possible in such a short span of time and the fact that you say you have to keep that in mind that there's no limit of what you can do yeah, or what i think one of those i think when when you get achievements like that a lot of, it's so vital to celebrate yourself celebrate the fact yeah. that you're the one that made the decision 3 years ago to start your own business you're the one that has gone out there and created it and grown a team and and made it what it is today to get you through the you know to get you knocking on the prime minister's door at number 10 uh and it's so easy to 
just go, oh, yeah, you know, I got lucky or something. But it's not. It's you allowed yourself the success that you've got today. And yeah. it's so vital. And I don't and I really stress that I don't think it's done enough in in the world that we need to be celebrating our own successes. Yeah, true. That's very important. Uh, one of the other example I was thinking, I uh, I did my first TV interview, uh, you know, uh, not a long time when I was said in 2016. I would not have thought while working for Lloyds Bank that <laughs> they would be asking me to go on TV and they would even allow it. Yeah. I requested, uh, without taking the name of the bank, one of the bank I was working for, I because, uh, because of my interest in writing and because of my interest in, you know, uh, accounting and finance, yeah. I asked for a approval for to write an article in any business magazine. Yeah, and that approval never came through. <laughs> <laughs> that approval never came through because I was writing, and they said if somebody googles your name, they will know that you are working for us. Yeah. So if you put your name under an article, they will That's say right. take it bank's own bank's view rather than your view. Yeah, exactly. It's a fear. Yeah. And when I was, when I feel that way, then I did my TV interview without asking anyone, without thinking about it, without actually, you know, that's, that, that's, the, that's the kind of difference you feel mm -hmm. that you can do anything you want because yeah. it's your own business and you carry the burden or the responsibility of showing your own brand. Yeah. Exactly. You know, the way you want to portray. And that's one of the biggest changes I think I've seen in a lot of my clients when they've gone, especially the startup clients rather than the clients that are a little bit further on. It's that acceptance of the freedom to make the path what they want it to be. And yeah. then then it's, okay, now let's go make the path. You know, first you have to accept you can do it and then yeah. you go and do it. And then you yeah. prove to yourself and you prove to other people, although that's that part of it's a bit irrelevant, really. It's about proving to yourself and allowing yourself that success. Um, but I really want to end on what I ask every single guest is what if for anyone listening in, you know, whatever stage they're at in business or life, what are three tips that you can give them to, you know, maybe help them question that how? That's very difficult. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you want me to give some tips on uh, to, yeah, to th three tips that, that anyone listening can benefit from. Okay. The first and foremost, I think I'll go back to the same thing. Look for uh, long-term vision. Mm. Just don't focus on short-term goals and achieving short-term income. So look for, you know, as big as you want to, but look for a very long-term or very big vision for yourself, for your company, for the idea. Okay. That's number one. Number two, uh, I'll say the most important point is not how much money you make. The most important point would be how many relationships you make. Okay. So wherever you are going, you are carrying your own brand. So yeah. you are carrying the responsibility of showing in the best of light, uh, your own personality, your own brand. So start thinking about, not about saying, oh, how much money I have made this month or this year or this six months. Just start thinking about how many relationships I'm making mm -hmm. and whether those relationships are good enough for you to carry forward and whether you think that you know you need to work on those relationships or creating more relationships i think that is very important and the third point i think i'll say the the how you uh, want to uh, focus on your business 
accept that it is only you who is going to do that so when you are in corporate world there are people guiding you on how to do things and when you are working on your own so you are the focus point and you can decide how you want to do things so put a you know uh, enough time in thinking of what you want to achieve how you want to achieve and review it yeah. reviewing that is that is very very important i'll say that you know you are on a longer term path but have you digressed from there have you, you actually have you actually followed your own path which you thought that you would yeah. so of course some some or the other uh, turns will come some some way you will feel, feel okay this way looks better you will take it it's fine but at the same time definitely review it where you are going how you are going yeah. how you are doing i mean consider i th- i threw those qu- that question at you those are three amazing solid answers so thank you so much for that and thank okay. you so much for coming on the show um if anyone wants to contact you or connect with you how what's the best way they can do that i think if they google my name and uh, company name sush talent limited so linkedin should be fine that's Excellent. best and i'm on facebook i'm on linkedin i'm on twitter with the same You're name everywhere. You're uh, everywhere. credentials yeah so feel free to connect Thank you for having me. Really, really appreciate it. Thank you for being on. This has been Founders 365, and this has been episode number nine. So we're nearly at the number 10 mark. Let's do this. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you.